Welcome to Are You Afraid of the Stacks? My name is Sedina. I'm an assistant branch manager in youth services at the Barbara Bush branch in Cypress Creek. Are You Afraid of the Stacks is a special episode where we talk about the spookier side of children's literature. And my name is Jennifer. I am the senior adult program specialist here at the High Meadows Branch Library, and we're both a part of the Harris County Public Library system. And today's episode is We Against the Dark, and we're talking about books that deal with the dark. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I chose this topic this month in recognition of the night sky event, which is an event where we take the time to appreciate the night sky by finding a place with lower light pollution so we can see our galaxy and the universe beyond. And I just thought it would be nice to talk about the dark as something to enjoy, something that can bring us pleasure and it can be leisure versus something to be afraid of. Right. And one of the great things about the books that we're recommending today, uh, reviewing and even recommending, are they tackle the dark in various different ways. So Mm. it's going to be fun to talk about and recommendations. So the first book we're going to discuss is The Dark by Lemony Snicket and illustrated by John Classen. It was published in 2013 by Brown Books for Young Readers. And the second book that we're going to talk about today is Tiny T-Rex and the Very Dark Dark, written by Jonathan Stutzman and illustrated by Jay Fleck. Tiny T-Rex was published in 2020 by Chronicle Books. Before we get into our review of The Dark by Lemony Snicket, I wanted to talk about the types of books you could get here at the library. And when I requested The Dark, I actually received it as a wonder book. And yeah, (laughs) so for those that don't know, the libraries have a lot of Vox and wonder books, and they work just like a traditional audiobook where they read the book to you. But the way that these are, they have the audio inside the book so you can follow along. It was really nice to experience the dark as a wonder book. So that's a (laughs) fun option to check out if you're wanting to read this book. (laughs) I bet that was so cute. It was really fun. And I got to play it with my daughter. And that was a whole other fun experience as well, just to have someone read to you and follow along. Oh, how fun. It was really fun because we don't do too many wonder books because she likes to read, but that one was nice. So when I first read The Dark by Lemony Snicket, I wasn't sure how I felt about it. At first it seemed... Now granted, it is Lemony Snicket, and if you know, you know, he wrote a series of unfortunate events. And so The Dark did feel a little... not unnecessarily creepy per se, but it felt theatric in a way. It has an atmosphere that's definitely creepier than most of the picture books we've covered on Are You Afraid of the Stacks? But this one felt very ominous. Yeah. And that very real as far as things that Laszlo was afraid of you know who wasn't afraid of what could be hiding behind the curtain in the shower which was giving immediate vibes from the classic horror movie psycho and it took a moment after finishing the dark the first time to really appreciate that suspenseful atmosphere he was building as you read it almost felt like i could be providing that cliche music that you hear in horror movies as they build to a big scene reveal or a jump scare yeah I agree. I immediately loved how Laszlo gave the dark a persona. I thought it was brilliantly done because I had never thought of it that way that, oh, the dark likes to hide in the closet or Mm -hmm. sit behind the shower curtain. I never, ever thought of it that way. And like you, I think that giving the dark a personality sort of added to 
the creep factor. And mm-hmm. I wrote here, the dark had a voice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so scary. I had a similar reaction when Laszlo says, hi, dark. And the dark answers him back. And I was like, oh, that is not fun. <laughs> it made me reflect on those fears that creep in when you're young and the only one awake. Even the way the dark was described during the day. All day long, the dark would wait in a distant corner, far from the squeaks and rattles of the washing machine, pressed up against some old damp boxes and a chest of drawers nobody ever opened. And I was like, okay, that's a lot. <laughs> it's You know what? It really is a lot. But I thought of childhood Jennifer when I was reading this book because childhood Jennifer was afraid of the dark. I was the type of person who the door had to be ajar and the hallway light had to be on or I had a little nightlight. And my fear of the dark, I didn't overcome it until like way late as a child. Mm. And I was the same way as little Laszlo. I was like, I know come certain times of the day that it's going to start getting darker and darker. I would anticipate it and be anxious over it. And so this brought back a lot of those feelings. And I kept thinking like, I'm very lucky that my daughter does not have that fear, but it made me think of other little ones who are experiencing a fear of the dark and how afraid of the dark and then have an overactive imagination. Those aren't too great to combos. (laughs) You know, I have a very overactive imagination imagination and I would always make it bigger than what it was. So I could totally relate to Laszlo and the way he thought of the dark. But I really, really loved that towards the end, which we're jumping a little bit, that they utilized the goodness of the dark. I thought that Mm -hmm. was really, really smart because, you know, the dark is there in the night sky and I was never afraid of the night sky. Right. So to give you those comparisons, like, yeah, you're afraid of it at home, but why aren't you afraid of it here? Like it brings up some really good discussions and really confronts that fear of the dark. So I really loved this one. This one was a really great one. It really was. I think my favorite part about it was that Laszlo's childlike logic around how he was going to negotiate with the dark, because Laszlo thinks that if he goes to visit the dark in its room, which is the basement, it won't be inclined to come and visit him in his room. Yeah. Which is such a childish way of viewing this thing you're afraid of and that you've personified in your mind. And I just really enjoyed that. He was super brave because I would not go down Mm. in the basement in the dark, I'm just saying. (laughs) So there is one part that definitely creeped me out the most. When they say that the dark was like a creaky roof or they pointed out the smooth windows at night that reflected the dark sky outside. Those are common things that a lot of us experience. But when I was growing up, my aunt had this large, L-shaped house that didn't have a lot of windows facing the street. But for some reason, the entire length of the house facing the backyard was floor to ceiling windows without blinds or curtains. And this house sat on a corner lot, so the backyard was large and deep. It was mostly open yard too, until the fence line, which was overgrown elephant ear plants and pine trees. And it looked very jungle-like. And then in the far corner was one lone motion sensor light. Anytime I ever slept over and had to walk that long L-shaped corridor from one room to another at night, all you could see was a ghostly reflection of yourself in the hall superimposed on the dark night reflected by all this glass. And sometimes that motion light would get triggered by a squirrel or something. And then all of a sudden that reflection of you was pulled in darkness and at the very edge of this darkness was one light shining on shivering plants in the distance and it was terrifying oh my gosh that is so scary 
sometimes I spent entire summers there. Oh my god. <laughs> oh gosh. I mean, the picture you painted just the fear of the dark just kind of came back to me a little bit. Oh, it was so scary. <laughs> It was really scary. It was. So that part where he was describing the voice of the dark as a creaking house and reflective windows really got to me. Laszlo was so brave because he went into the basement in the middle of the night and I could not be about that life. Yeah, the minute he went down the basement and he saw the dresser that looks like a face, I would have been like, you know what, I'm gonna go ahead and go on upstairs and talk to my mom and my dad. Oh, wait, is that what was supposed to be creepy about the dresser in the basement? I never noticed that that was what the dresser was supposed to look like, like a creepy face. So to me, it looked like a face because of the way the knobs were placed on the drawer. And so I was just like, (laughs) okay, because that was a little confusing to me, but not like in a distracting from the atmosphere type way. I just couldn't understand that the drawer was supposed to be so creepy, although I was pretty stuck in the inanimate house being animated by Laszlo's fear of the dark. I mean, both, both. They're both <laughs> very creepy. <laughs> I mean, and let's just talk about John Klassen's illustrations because mm. I think that the pairing of Lemony Stickett's writing style and John Klassen's illustrations really brought life to the dark. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really, the illustrations were very well done. The way that Klassen highlighted the dark in several of the pages was you'd see them in a movie, you'd see them in real life. It's very realistic. And I mm-hmm. really, really really enjoyed it. They're a good match for sure. And for those that don't know, John Klassen can be a little weird and creepy on his own too. Some of his books are the hat books. I want my hat back. This is not my hat. And we found a hat. It's a little trilogy of picture books and they're really cute. But I think one of them has a bit of a dark ending if I'm remembering correctly. (laughs) (laughs) That cute but slightly creepy atmosphere plays well here with Snicket's equally dark-ish storytelling. Because towards the end of the book, this very brave journey that starts after Laszlo's lights burn out in his room. And he goes down into the basement where the dark lives. And it's speaking to him as he personifies it. Where the creepy drawer tells him to open the bottom drawer. And that's where he finds that it's filled with light bulbs and he can replace the burned out one in his room. It's such a perfect ending that in order to be brave against the dark, Laszlo works with it to get the one thing he needed to push it back into its own space again. Yep. And then when he went back, all the bulbs were gone. So mm-hmm. I'm guessing the caregiver probably replaced all the bulbs in the house. <laughs> that were it was a really cute way of confronting a fear that mm-hmm. I know, like I said, like I had as a child and that many others have. And while it is creepy... <laughs> <laughs> it is it does have a little bit of a creep factor i think it's still it was so wonderfully done and so wonderfully described that any child would enjoy it but also if you have a specific child that is confronting a fear this might be a good one to open that discussion with them about Mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot of lessons that can be taken from this book, but the one that I liked the most was that there are some things you may fear in life that you either overcome or they fade away with time. And in this one here, Laszlo confronted his fear, but in the end, the dark is always going to exist somehow, somewhere. The sun will always set, the night sky will always rise, and lights can't be kept on forever. Snicket wrote, The dark kept living with Laszlo, but it never bothered him again. And that's a very important lesson to learn. Yeah. The things you fear may still be there alongside you, but they don't have to bother you. 
yeah, is a very, very important life lesson. Just such a great book to recommend. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. So the next book we're going to talk about is Tiny T-Rex in the Very Dark Dark by Jonathan Stutzman. And in this one, we have a tiny T-Rex and is it his stuffy? I can't remember. Yeah, he's got a stuffy, but also his friend Pointy, which is what, a stegosaurus, I think? I think so. (laughs) They're gearing up for camping out in the yard that night. And when they sleep inside the house, the dark for them is not so scary because they have their nightlights. But they're camping outside in the yard and they're afraid of the dark and they've got to figure out a way to overcome that. And Mm. this one is such a fun read. Um, (laughs) because I did it it took me a a minute because they kept talking about the grumbles and the nombies what is that and I didn't realize it was the parents snacking and snoring because in the background you see the mom I think the mom is eating some snacks and the dad is snoring on the couch Oh my goodness, I totally missed that. Because the other one they talked about was the crawly creeps, which I assumed was the animals that they hear in the shadows at night. So I was just thinking that the other words were just like more silly descriptions for what spooked them in the dark. I didn't realize that it was the mom snacking on cucumber from her facial and the dad snoring on the couch. That's pretty darn funny. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is the grumbles of the dog? I read it like three or four times trying to figure it out. And then finally I got it. <laughs> That was really smart. Talk about checking for context clues. Gosh, I was just assuming I was missing character information from other books in the Tiny T-Rex series because I've read none of them. That's what I thought. I I was like, okay, I don't want to go back and read all the Tiny T-Rex books Mm -hmm. because I would mean requesting them and waiting and I knew we needed to record. So I was like, I got to figure this out. And so when I went back, I think there's an actual page where he's talking about it and mom is literally in the background eating a snack. And I think she's the Nambi. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, it was really, really cute. So in order to overcome the dark, they make a huge nightlight in their yard and they turn it on and it's beautiful and luminous. And then, of course, because they've used too much power, it goes out. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think that that is so, I think parents can laugh at it because you may have children that don't understand the value of electricity and too much of it, right? I agree. I thought that was a very relatable scene with a very common lesson learned. So many books choose to end once the extension cord solves the problem of getting light to the creepy dark backyard. And it's just like, yep. That's the solution, the end, when realistically lots of households can't handle that kind of electrical output. I personally grew up in a house where we couldn't turn on the toaster at the same time as the microwave. Fuse boxes can still blow in this day and age. Yeah, so that was a really, really not a, that's not a good solution. <laughs> For my house right now, the oven and the washer and dryer cannot be on at the same time because they will trigger the lights to go out. So <laughs> it's just, it's a fun day, but I really enjoyed that. I loved, I liked their sort of casual approach to the dark because they weren't mm. overly scared because they knew already that the dark wasn't so scary. And I think that's the reason why I recommended this one because my child is not afraid of the dark but there are times where she's like I don't want to go so and so because I'm kind of afraid it's a little too dark for me Mm. but she never approaches it as if like she'll she'll tell me she's afraid but she still wants to go and so we try to make a game out of it to overcome it and I think that's why I recommended it because tiny t-rex is very much like my child and they approached it almost 
I don't want to say comically, but they approached it without as much fear. Right. They did make a bit of a game out of it. Not necessarily a joke. It was all about outrunning the crawly creeps and the grumbles and the nombies and getting to safety. And although their plan A did not work out. Yeah. (laughs) In the end, it still showed that you can use humor and fun to overcome or push through a short term fear, which can be a perfectly reasonable coping mechanism as far as I know. Yeah, and I think towards the end, because it's been a while since I've read this, Tiny T-Rex uses mom's advice about looking in unexpected places. And so, of course, they look up at the night sky and the stars are shining bright and they realize that they didn't have to make this huge nightlight because the lights were already there for them. Mm-hmm. And I like that they thought about mom, caregiver afterwards, after plan A didn't work. <laughs> Then they thought about the parents and the caregivers and thought about what they would do in that situation and, you know, were able to problem solve that way. And the lights from plan A, they're pretty, but nothing really compares to the spread at the back of the book where the night sky lights up their backyard. Yeah, I mean, because they're just so magnificent and we can all relate. And like you said, we're celebrating the night sky and, you know, just to enjoy its magnificence. Mm -hmm. And this month also hosts National Park Week. And for those of us who live in Texas, we have Big Bend National Park, which is one of the most beautiful views of the night sky you can get to in just a short drive from wherever you are in the state. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, maybe not a short drive, relatively speaking. Relatively speaking. (laughs) Right. Fellow Texans will understand. We know how far (laughs) things are. (laughs) Right. So I really liked that that was the splash page at the end of the book. This beautiful night sky lives. It up. I recently read the picture book, Our Great Big Backyard by the Bushes at Art Start at the Pearl Fincher Museum. It highlights some of our national parks on a road trip, and there was an entire splash page for Big Bend. It showed bands from the Milky Way and other spiral galaxies and shooting stars. It was just really lovely to talk about it with the kids at the program, to share information about somewhere in our own quote-unquote backyard where they can see our beautiful night sky more clearly than if they were here in the city. Oh man, that is, I need to read that book because that is really nice. I haven't been to Big Ben yet, but driving through Texas at night, there are often times where, well, while I don't recommend it, I do stop <laughs> and look at the night sky just because it's nice to see all the stars in their glory without city lights around. Yeah, light pollution has definitely gotten much worse from when we were children. I can remember those same summers spent at my aunt's creepy L-shaped glass house had nights so clear you could lay out on the lawn at my bubby's house and see the starry bands of the milky way make their way across the sky to this day these are some of the most stunning memories i have to look back on there's nothing quite like it yeah i remember at a young age looking up at the sky just from home and being able to pick out more constellations than i can do now exactly it was really fun memories back then to just be able to look up at the night sky and see more stars than you would see currently. And it's got to be the light pollution because my bubby's house was in Houston proper. Inside 610, there's no way we could see the same night sky today as I did 25 years ago. No, you really couldn't get it today. All that to say, (laughs) enjoy your night sky. Yes, enjoy your night sky. Drive out of the city if you have to, but definitely get out there and enjoy it. Use it as an opportunity to overcome the dark or to get used to it. 
become friends with it. Exactly. I would like to say about Tiny T-Rex, I'd recommend reading this book either in its physical form or if you're going to read the ebook using a tablet or a computer. I use my phone to read because that's where I usually read all my books on Libby. And I felt like some of the magic was lost from the traditional book form. Mm. I have the book in print, but I let my sister borrow it and she hasn't returned it yet. So that's why (laughs) I had to use my phone and check it out as an ebook. But yeah, I would definitely recommend physical book form or using it on a bigger device to just get the full magic of the night sky at the end. If you liked The Dark by Lemony Snicket or Tiny T-Rex in the Very Dark Dark by Jonathan Stutzman, Sadina and I have a few other book recommendations for you. They are The Darkest Dark by Chris Hadfield, Orion in the Dark by Emma Yarlett, Little Owl's Night by Divya Srinivasan, The House in the Night by Susan Marie Swanson. These books are available by going to your local public library or calling your librarian to have them request it for you. Or you can visit www.hcpl.net to find them in print or ebook form or audiobook form. Mm. And we'll see you next month. Yep. We'll see you one more time next month, and then we're going to go on a small break so that we can focus our efforts in our branches for the summer reading program. Come by your local branches and help us celebrate an ocean of possibilities. Yes. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.